Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Megan Heathen, and she's a proven team strategist, culture and leadership expert, and the CEO of Queen of Ops, a recruitment and culture building agency for online businesses. Now, Queen of Ops helps founders and online businesses create operational soundness, allowing for safe scaling, growing of their business, as well as great personal reward. So we have a lot to learn from her today. She's actually going to take us behind the scenes of her key to overcoming life's greatest failures that absolutely no guru or expert can give you. This should be a really amazing episode. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. So let's get right into it. Let's let's hear all about this. So what is the key to overcoming life's greatest failures? Uh, well, it's actually just yourself. And I say just, but I think that as women, it's uh, this is typical for us, right? Is that we undermine ourselves. We tend to look outside of ourselves for that affirmation and that value. Um, but really, we we're the ones who have gotten us to the place that we are, and trusting ourselves and acknowledging ourselves—that's the key. So, tell me a little bit about how you got to this place of like knowing that this was the key. Yeah. So. Uh, I I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had a lot of success and a lot of failure. Um, but in 2020, I started a, I shut down three businesses. I started a new business. Uh, I grew it up to seven figures in my first year. And then I spent the next year watching it collapse, bad decision after bad decision, um, until I literally had nothing. And in June of 2022, I, pretty much found myself on my couch with no clients, no team, no anything. And, uh, and I, I kind of started to see a couple different things. So the first was, uh, that I had some incredible friendships, people who were really there for me in the hardest and most down of times. Um, but what that allowed me to actually begin to see was that I had created those friendships that that was that those were due to reciprocity. People mm-hmm. were willing to be there for me because I had been there for them. I was the person who was willing to jump on a Zoom call with them when everything was falling apart. I was the person who always was there to listen. I was the person who uh, always had a a tool or an hour to give them or whatever. And uh, and so when I was needy it was easy for them to give to me because I had already been generous with them. So what, where, where did this go to? Like, I, I'm like, so curious. <laughs> about, like, so three businesses shut down new business. Tell me more about like, what were these businesses and what, what do you think led besides bad decisions? Like why, why did that not work out? Yeah. Well, uh, the three businesses before I started out as a photographer, not really a real, you know, entrepreneur in the sense that I wasn't risk taking. Um, Mm -hmm. but entrepreneurship was in my blood. I'm the fourth generation of my family to be a, an entrepreneur. Um, the, the photo business was 
initially about my creativity, but it became because creativity doesn't pay the bills. I learned that I learned the art of business. And so I learned to love business. And from there started a copywriting agency and then eventually a business coaching photographers and all three of those things just, uh, they stopped working for me, but I continued doing them until COVID hit and, uh, actually, technically, it wasn't COVID that shut them down. It just happened at the same time. I got hit by a tornado, broke off an engagement, and lost my dog uh, all right before COVID. And it was like this permission for myself to actually love what I was doing with my life. And uh, and then COVID hit, and I thought, perfect. Uh, you can't run a copy or a, a photo business in COVID. You can't run a copywriting business that serves <laughs> photographers or a photo coaching business that serves photographers <laughs> when the whole yeah. world is shut down. So uh, my great love of business operation, this is the time. And mm-hmm. that became a recruitment firm. Uh, because that's kind of what my background is in. I've hired 2000 people. Uh, so I'm like really well known for that. Um, and, and so it just, it just was another thing that kind of, I wanted to do operations, but staffing hiring came and knocked on my door and then I opened the door. You opened it. it. Yeah. You said, okay, fine. And you shoved your, I want to do operations aside for a little while longer. Yes, I did. So, um, so yeah, the, but the fall, um, the fall came because I, I, it was two things kind of happening simultaneously. One was I started to hit burnout. Uh, I'd been working long days, long weeks and not really taking care of myself. I thought I was taking care of myself because I was doing things like working from a rooftop pool instead of working from my office, but working is working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt like, oh yeah, I've spent time in the sun and I've, you know, I co-worked with my friends. So therefore I saw my friends and that's good enough. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. burnout began. Um, and at the same time, I fell into the trap that as an ops person, I know better than this. Uh, but Sometimes we need to drink our own or take our own medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I knew better than to uh, normalize at that income level. Um, I had basically done, I went from like really consistent 40K months to a big jump up to about 160K mm-hmm. and, uh, and then kind of like normalized there and pr- started projecting, oh, well, I need to hire a, a, a marketing company to run ads for us. And when that takes off, I'm going to need the salesperson to take the calls because I certainly won't be able to take all the calls. And when she starts closing everyone on every every call, of course, we're going every to call, 90%. Closer. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, once that happens, then we're going to need more account managers and more this and more that. And I did exactly what today I advise people not to do. And, uh, and so it, it became a, a six month series of really bad decisions. And then one day I woke up and realized, oh my gosh, I am completely burnt out. I have nothing to give anybody. And I have dug myself into a really, really deep hole. And instead of taking a beat and saying, I don't have anything to give anybody and it's going to be hard, but I'm going to take care of myself right now. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, 
Megan, time to double down. Let's go. Oh, no. So then I worked myself another six months deeper and deeper into the ground. And uh, thus, I found myself with no business in June of 2022. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's not where you are now, though, right? So what turned things around? Besides just you, like what what version of you turns things around? The version of me that decided it's okay to rest, turn things around. Uh, The version of me who said, okay, enough is enough. And I didn't work for two months. And as somebody who, uh, like so many of us, we grew up with boomer parents and uh, that work ethic is just ingrained into us. I thought I was going to be an Olympic water polo player at one point. And so I have that, you know, up at 5 a.m. or before 5 a.m., get in yeah. the pool, do the work. Go, you know, go, like go. There's, like, yeah. there's a, a Navy <laughs> yeah. SEAL that lives in my head. His name is Eric. Oh. He was my coach. Uh, oh. <laughs> and yep. uh, yeah, and, and you know, I finally had to say, okay, like, Eric doesn't get to be the voice in my head anymore. I get to be the voice in my head. I get to be the one who is, uh, who is saying, Hey, you can like, you don't have work, so you can sleep in until 8 PM. And I mean, 8 AM, not PM. Uh, like, that's a very long day. Man, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I would ever be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're uh, sick, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I can sleep until 8 a.m. and then go work out. And uh, and I just began to think about what what does it take to take care of myself? What do I need right now? Um, and like I said, I had amazing friends who came through for me during that time. And uh, and that what it did was it reflected back to me the truth of who I was in a time when all I, I had all these lies running in my head. Oh, I'm a failure because I crashed a business. Oh, I'm a failure because I failed my team because I failed my clients because, you know, I had all these stories. Um, but there had to be, that was, there was some dissonance there because I still had all these friends who were sticking by my side and being incredible with me. And, and so like that story didn't work with the story that I was telling myself. So where did that put like, so like what finally got you to the place where you're like, okay, I can take on this new challenge of starting the business I really want to do. It was a slow process. And honestly, it's been the slowest start that I've had in a business. Everything else has just been, I'm doing this, let's go. And then I am, I'm doing it. Uh, When I, when I started the the new business, which I thought was going to be operations consulting in 2020, uh, that was, I I think I decided on a Tuesday and I had made my first sale on a Thursday. Um, And then I made my second sale on the Friday and my third sale the next week. And, you know, it's like, because that's in my head, like that's my identity. That's who I am is like, I'm an action taker. I'm a quick mover. And so I actually had to change my identity with this new business to say, I, uh, I take things slow. I experiment. I'm not afraid to fail in the process of it. And I'm more concerned with finding the work that 
is natural to me and that I want to do for, you know, maybe not the rest of my life, but for a long time, uh, I, I don't want to close down any more businesses. I don't want to sell any more businesses. I want to, uh, I, I simply want to do this business and do it well and love the process of it more than, uh, than the result of it. And that was, uh, you know, when you're making a lot of money, it's easy to tell yourself, Oh, this is great. I I love what I'm doing because you're making enough money to buy two pairs of Louboutins a month, fly first class and uh, have extravagant vacations. And that feels good. And so that feeling overrides the uh, the unhappiness with what you are doing. Uh, and, you know, especially if you have a team who's actually doing the work, it's really easy to go, oh, well, it's okay. I don't actually have to do it. But uh, so starting this has been slow. It's been about me doing the work, even though I'm fully capable of hiring the team to do the work. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been about me taking on projects and then being like, oh yeah, this, this is not going to work for me. I'm actually going to refund this person to make sure that they're whole and, and not, and I'm going to release myself from the commitment that I shouldn't have made in the first place. Um, so it's been, it's been, I mean, saying it's a wild ride is a little dramatic because it's still operations and yeah, not that yeah. exciting. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it, it has been for me, it has been quite the journey. So I guess to sum this whole kind of section up, like what's the one piece of advice then that you would pass along based off of, you know, the highs, the lows, the, these challenges as they've come up. Yeah. I mean, treat yourself like you are your most valuable asset. I think we've all heard that at some point. Uh, It's really hard to not just act on it once, but to make that a habit. Um, I have a crazy week this week. I think I have like 20 hours of calls or something insane like that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and my coach texted me to just check in and say, Hey, how, how are you? Do you have a plan for taking care of yourself this week? And I was like, yes, I'm getting my nails done. I have this planned. I have this planned. I have this planned. I am now actively taking care of myself and giving myself permission for things that maybe I allowed them to exist before, but I got, I kind of guilted myself for them. Like I have a house manager, she cooks my food. It's like, am I capable of cooking my food? Yes. Yes, I am. But she can do it. And then I can sit on the couch when I'm not on calls. I can spend time with my dogs when I'm not on calls. I can do the things that refuel me and that not just refuel because that's that's almost easy. We know how to refuel ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that made me this unstoppable force of nature that give me my edge that make me not better than, but the different than and the right tool for uh, for the businesses that I get to consult in. And when when I am showing up, for myself, I actually get to serve my clients at so much higher of a level. And that's, I mean, isn't that what we all want? We want to serve. 
I don't know anybody who is just here because they want to be rich. There's nothing wrong with being a wealthy woman, but we do want to serve. And when we serve others, uh, it drains us. So we have to take care of us first and, and serve from that place. Well, and I think it's so, it's so important, especially because so often we're chasing after and we're trying to achieve these goals that aren't even ours, right? And so we're wearing ourselves out and we're making commitments and we're overextending and none of it is ours. (laughs) And so that's where the burnout comes from, right? That's where all that. And so it's like, it's, it's about like, you know, I mean, oftentimes it's not quite so dramatic as maybe yours, right? But it's about like, how do we clean the slate for ourselves and say, yeah, Yeah. but what do I really want? And that can change. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to choose something now because it's the best I can come up with from my frame of reference. And then I'm going to stretch and find, oh, there's this new direction. And there's this, because you're not filling yourself up with, I have to achieve I have to be successful. I can't let anything, I can't let anyone down. Um, And so I I love, I love what you said there. And I think, I think, like you said, it's not just refueling. um, It's so much more than that. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect segue into the question I ask all of my guests um, because yeah, (laughs) because here at the wealthy woman, as you said, like, it's not about just being rich, being rich. Mm -hmm. We should all be rich, right? Like we should all be, uh, wealthy in our own way, whatever that means for us. Um, but the only one component of that has anything to do with money. And all of the rest of it is this big, huge, amazing thing called life and the world we live in. And so I'd love to hear about like, what is that thing that makes you wealthiest in your life or business right now? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm kind of known for my tea sets. Uh, normally if you ever talk to me before noon, I've got a whole pot of tea sitting next to me. I'm drinking out of my fine English China. I have loose leaf tea and I have not just one, but like 40 varieties of loose leaf tea. (laughs) Um, everyone who knows me says I'm basically British and, uh, and like, it's so funny, but like, if I don't have that, uh, and it's not, it's, it's, it's the tea set, it's the loose leaf teas, like it's all of that, but it's also having the time, the luxury of being able to have this super slow process of, uh, getting my teapot ready and like the water boiling and the tea steeping and like having that time and that space in my life, like that is wealth. It sounds so silly, but like that to me, that's everything. And to start my day that way every day is just, uh, that's well, because I used to run that corporate race where I had to be sitting in my chair by 7am or else I was late and, (laughs) uh, you know, having to wear the most appropriate clothing and like, I don't care. Like I'll take my first couple calls in pajamas sometimes because I can. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so to be able to just have that space and remind myself of that space every single day, I mean, come on, that's where it's at. I love it. I love it. 
So uh, we have loved having you on this episode today. This has just been amazing. And if our audience wants to learn more about how to get your help with operations, how do they get support from you? Where do they go? Yeah, so I can be found pretty much everywhere at uh, at my name megankeithen.com um or, or not.com sorry at megankeithen that's like all my social media handles um my website uh thebusycure.com um and yeah I'm kind of googleable because I'm the only person in the world with my name so makes it easy makes it very easy <laughs> Well, it has been wonderful having you. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for everything you shared with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven or eight figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.